Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit botoxcosmetic.com. Or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Thank you for downloading the Podcastianos. Now here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Podcastianos. I'm Jordan Hall and I'm joined as always by the next manager of the Detroit Tigers. It's Eric Wayne. Eric, congrats, buddy. You know, it's an honor to be named the next manager. They, they took my measurements for my jersey, preparing my, my speech to the players. It, it's going uh, to be so good. The first, my, my first act as manager is to let somebody else make all the decisions about what happens on the field. I, I volunteer for that position. You can do that. I want to be a figurehead manager. I, I want to um, you know, say important things to the media. And I want to give um, inspiring speeches. That's all. My I want. best friend and I have long talked about how a major league baseball bench coach might actually be the best job in sports. Like I'm sure you do some coaching on a day to day basis, but it's primarily just like eating sunflower seeds, making fun of some of the relievers when they come. Like I mean, that that's pretty much what the gig is. You think so? You don't think they're like the offensive coordinator there. You don't think they're the tactician thinking a couple people ahead and, you know, deciding what, when to hit and run. And when you don't think they're doing all those game, you know, machinations in their mind. Well, Lloyd was our bench coach. So do you think, no? do you think he was doing that? <laughs> I mean, not like Gene Lamont would be, but I mean, you'd hope some of that. Uh, so do you have any room for me on your staff? Yeah, I mean, well, my goofy pitching coach, unfortunately, is not you. It's got to be Phil Coke. Yeah, that that makes sense. Phil would be an amazing pitching coach, like the guy, the the crazy guy and rookie of the year. Just all eccentric. <laughs> you heat up the ice, <laughs> right? Yeah, icy and hot. Um, I think you'd be a good quality control coach. I like that <laughs> because I have no idea what that is. They're coaching the quality that seems important anyone from tigers twitter that you you want to take with you i don't know everybody on tigers twitter is too ornery that's true to be fair everyone everywhere is maybe a hair bit on the ornery side these days yeah maybe just me you and phil 
that's plenty. We don't need a hitting coach. Who, who do we? Who who's going to be our hitting coach? Our hitting coach can be just having the guys watch Miguel Cabrera take batting practice. Oh yeah, that's enough to inspire any young person. You know, <laughs> he was standing watching Cabrera hit. What an education for a young person. Never mind the fact that Miguel Cabrera is not talking to any of his teammates that he doesn't know or care about. Yeah. I think that will be my long-term lasting memory of Rod, other than the chair incident, obviously, is I was the talking. value with which he put on the Miguel Cabrera batting, batting practice experience. You know, that's... I doubt even Rod believes that. It's something to talk about. It's hogwash. These guys talk about the Tigers for three hours a day. You know what? You'd say the same stuff over and over, too. So, Eric, I don't know if you saw this, but the White Sox recently called up their first-round pick from this year's draft, Garrett Crochet. Did you see that? What's his last name? Crochet. I believe it's C-H or C-R-O-C-H-E-T. could be like cro- Crochet. I, I think I, it is I don't... Like, like the needlepoint, kind of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, using so him as, first a, as a left-handed reliever. Yep. Do you think that uh, obviously the situation dictates what what you do with the guy? But do you think we're going to start to see a little bit more of that? I feel like now that the the analytics are starting to creep in, uh, people are starting to be willing to go against the conventional grain. Do you think we're going to see a little bit more of guys moving quickly? It seems to me that it's an untapped opportunity. Um, I haven't analyzed all of the performance curves right and that's a, because i i just sprung this on you for the open and not you know texting it to you earlier yeah, today people little peek behind the curtain here i have no idea what comes what he's gonna say after here's a man who i have no idea every week i am literally pulling it out of my air around me what it's gonna be anyway but i have opinions i can talk about yeah whatever so performance curve, so it peaks at like what, 27 or 28 for most guys? That's like your right. prime year. And then it wanes after that. Like if you're giving up, it seems like if you matched your years of control and that and, cur- and looked at that curve, it seems like you could optimize that to try to take advantage of a few more of the early years, even if they're not, as high as they're going to be but to try to capture some of that i mean i'm sure somebody's breaking all this down but it seems to me to make sense to get run guys up a little quicker yeah i completely agree with that um yeah obviously it's it's a little different for a pitcher than for a hitter but right. uh, there there's no you know substitution for the real thing i you know they're going to be improving at a higher rate the earlier you get them up there the, the more they're exposed to high level pitching i i can't agree i can't agree more like physically i think it makes a lot of sense and i'm not a big believer in the fragility of young players these have you seen some of these sec stadiums that these guys are playing and if you have a college guy guess what? They've probably faced some pressure and it's probably not too different than what they've seen in like triple a. If you get an April game in some triple a stadium, it's not going to be any more pressure than a big game in the sec. Is it? Yeah, absolutely not. I'm, I more believe in the fragility of old players than I do young players. They have the, the fragile bodies. I mean, the big play, the big guy that we talked about was with too soon was Jake Rogers. 
like I remember a conversation about, oh, we ran him up too soon and he struggled. Well, maybe, maybe it's not about that. Maybe he just kind of struggled. Maybe, maybe it was too late. I mean, we just got to get out of our own way a little bit with the, we're going to wreck him or needs more seasoning. Some of that I believe is just hogwash issued by the club because they want to manipulate the control and service a little bit. This more seasoning seems silly sometimes. Yeah. Now we're the, it's a classic Martin Luther. We fell off the horse one way. Now we're about to fall off the horse the other way and maybe leave Jake down in the, in the minors a little bit longer yeah, I mean, than, than is necessary. It, you can overthink things sometimes too. Also, I think this is the record for most times that the word hogwash has been used in any particular open. So that's something to note for, what is this, the 23rd of September, 2020. Bunch of malarkey. I got I to gotta gin up some old references to keep you on your toes. Definitely. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can on Twitter. I am at, <clears throat> excuse me, going through puberty all of a sudden. I am at Jordan Hall 23. Eric is at Eric Wayne's Brain. The show is at Podcastianos. And on the Instagram, I am at Jordinio4. Eric's at Eric Wayne's Brain. And the show is at Podcastianos. And we'd love it if you would take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or whatever else you're listening to the show on. And look at that, Eric. I went the entire time without mentioning that I'm starting a brand new sports podcast that if you like this show, you probably will also like that show. And it's called Fully Grown Men. And it's available wherever you get your pods. Didn't mention it once. You know, I appreciate your faithfulness, your fidelity to this show only. No, no cross promotions here. No, heavens no. <laughs> Speaking of Eric, we are we have uh, Martins. Are, are you familiar with Martins? Like Doc Martins, like the shoes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's a it's a Michiana area supermarket. Anyway, we have them that will be coming on as a presenting sponsor of the podcast, Diano, starting in October. So that's something. Are you, what? Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. All right. You know, you remember this from all of our our uh, yeah. planning meetings and all I, of the behind the scenes work we do. I just want to say what a fan I am of Martin's. Martin's, where I go for all my shopping. In you the, can count on us at Martin's. Is that the slogan? Yep. Good. Good. Uh, good also, to know. Also, I'm, I'm. They have good donuts. Okay. Good. Thank you, Martin. I'm Blaine Hardy, and you're listening to the podcast, Giannos. Oh, so Eric, uh, this is the last regular season pod of the year. How does that make you feel? Oh, it makes me feel sad. You know, even weird COVID baseball is better than no baseball, right? Right. It feels like, I mean, in a lot of ways, we literally did just get started, but I feel like we just got started. That that red series, you know, to start the season, it feels like, yeah a week ago it's bonkers how quickly this has gone yeah do you you know is this a faithful representation of the baseball skill of these teams so here's the thing i don't think it is and i don't think it matters you know what i mean like this is not a faithful representation of anything in the year 2020 like nothing is how it would normally be I don't know that it matters that this is not, as you so eloquently put it, a faithful, faithful representation of baseball skill. Like, this is what we have. Yep. Kind of just is what it is. That's where I'm coming at it. It's like everything else in our nation right now. I mean, we're kind of patching it together as we go. We're bu- What is it? Building an airplane as we're flying? Yeah. They are going to try to seat people 
at the potential World Series. Did you see this? I did not. That would be a un, an unexpected morale boost, I would assume, for any team that gets there. Yeah, I think 25% capacity or something like that. But the World Series games are going to take place in Globe Globe Life Stadium. Do I have this Is that right? The one in, in Texas. In Texas, yeah. The one that was looked amazing in the renderings, and they got it on. It's kind of like, meh. It's fine. Uh, are you surprised that we made it to this point without any major setbacks? Um, yes, I, I am. I mean, after the initial Marlins and Cardinals fiascos, I thought we would be dealing with more of this. Um, so I thought we've we've come out relatively clean. Yeah, I mean, we missed what the Cardinals twice. That was pretty much the only uh, right. cancellation or delays that we had. Right. It looked early on in the season like, eh, we're in for a bunch of postponements and cancellations, but it didn't materialize that way. Now, are we going to try to make up these games? Have you? Do you know about this? I don't know. I can't. I kind of doubt it. I think there's two games hanging out there, but I'm, I imagine they're likely not to make them up. Yeah, they don't. They don't feel relevant. All right, let's I, let's jump in. Oh, go ahead. I, I want to. I don't have this penciled on our agenda, but uh, what do you think about the draft position situation? There is more. Um, in, it seems to be hinted or rumored that the draft position is going to be based solely on 2020. There was previously some thought that it would be a combination of 19 and 20s results. Obviously, the latter would be a much better situation for the Tigers than the former. What do you think is fairer, and what are you hoping for? I don't I, Honestly, I, I don't know. I don't know that there is a definite answer to the situation. It's hard to not speak with fan glasses on and say, yeah, let, let's go ahead and average them. But I mean, if we're awarding a, a World Series title based on 60 games in the playoffs, I don't really know how we get away with not awarding draft picks based on 60 games and the playoffs. You know, you know? like I, I think we kind of have to go that route. Well, I think it should be combined mostly because that helps the Tigers. And I am selfish. But you could, couldn't you do like some kind of weighted average, like, multiply this season by three and then combine it with the previous season and you know do I'm some... sure somebody could i i couldn't but i'm sure somebody could. somebody who can do the maths could figure that out um yeah I, so coming into the start of play today um the cespedes family barbecue boys put this we were we could mathematically make it in the playoffs and also mathematically finish with the second pick in the draft amazing i I love those guys yeah they're they're very funny and and obviously this is a entirely every every little bit of this season and quite frankly this year has been goofy so it makes sense that that would be where we would end up here all right moving on what else we got all right let's jump into the big story from this week uh we don't have a manager at the moment um well we do do we though Come, are you are you dismissing Mr. McClendon? I I mean we're gonna get into that, so I I won't poo poo him yet. I'll I'll wait until right. it comes up formally before I poo poo him. Um, for those who, I mean, you're probably not listening to the show if you're unaware, but Old Guardy announced on Saturday that he was retiring effective immediately, leaving your boy legendary Lloyd in charge for the rest of the season. 
there was always going to be a conversation at the end of the year. His contract was up. It kind of felt like his tenure was coming to a natural conclusion, but we didn't know what was going to happen. Um, Did he? I, I thought he was going to be back. I mean, I, I kind of, I kind of saw the writing on the wall. I, I, I thought that it was that he was just going to retire at the end of the year. Gonna, he was losing a little steam year. It looked like to you. Yeah, not not so much in in the uh, umpire arguing department, just in, in other departments. Um, but the this being attached to his health, it it's kind of scary. Yeah, he had a real bad case of food poisoning, if I understand. And he was also concerned about being around so many social situations and the COVID and just overall health stuff. I don't. It, it wasn't like a big terminal sickness or anything like that. I think he was just fatigued and worried about his health i also read that he has a history uh that he overcame cancer too so i'm assuming he probably has a slightly um, concerned compromised immune system as well do you Um, think he'll ever be back in baseball i don't think so i mean like you say he might be a quality control manager at some point for the twins um you know consultant or something like leland you know alan trammell role yeah that that really doesn't count but it, as far as a big time everyday guy position, no, I, I don't see it. Are you a little <laughs> bit relieved that we don't have to make this decision? Yes, it gives. Well, an off season is plenty of time to find a guy. I mean, if if Guardy would have managed for another week or week and a half, it wouldn't have changed it. I was more referring to we get to the end of the year and we have to decide, do we bring him back or not? Now oh, he's taking, meaning he's taking, taking the option that, out of our hands. Yeah. 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 That, that part's good. So let's look back on his tenure. His, this is what third year in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think he left the club in a better position than he found it? I do because he did not find it in particularly good shape. <laughs> did he? The he did whole, not. The whole energy around Guardy joining was, can this man be a nurturer of the youth? Can he be a, a stabilizing, uh, catalyzing presence? Can he make young people, uh, introduce them into the, to the league and start them on a trajectory towards something better? That was always the energy. It was never is Ron Gardenhire going to manage for a world manage a World Series team. So, question for you: Do you think he did? I think he I think he did everything that they hoped he would do. Sure. I was very skeptical when they first hired him. I was a little grumpy because I'm like, here's just another grumpy old guy who's going to do all the same stuff, but his personality was nice he was stable and solid he managed a faithful game a relatively typical game in a in a good way he was not an innovator he was not trying any goofy you know trying to advance the craft of baseball managing at all but the things they called him on to do i think he did pretty well yeah i he related to the younger players a lot better than I would have thought just based on yeah. his, you know, the persona that we got when he was in Minnesota and just honestly, just by, by looking at him, like Crotchy. he relates to um, like some, some of the younger guys and even all the interviews he did with Johnny Kane, like Johnny Kane is kind of, I feel like fairly representative of our, I say our, maybe more my generation. Um, and he like, it's so loose and back and forth. Like 
I think that he was a lot more um, of a player's coach, specifically in, like you say, building up some of these younger guys than we ever could have expected. Mm-hmm. And I think that that, you know, I, without somebody there to keep an arm around him, like, do you see any way of Victor Reyes turning into what he has after how bad he was for so long? Like, I, I'm, I'm low to give him too much credit in terms of mechanics and actual baseball reasons. But when it comes to psychological reasons, sure. I can definitely see um, some fingerprints there on some of these guys that have eventually turned things around. He never ran too hot or too cold. He was never yeah. too down on his team, and he was – well, he didn't have a real reason to be up on them. But um, <laughs> he he gave the team some solid, patient leadership. I think he did a good job. And seems like a thoroughly good human being, yeah. which mm-hmm. there aren't that many of. Um, we go from that to who do you think we're going to replace him with? And the, the big two names, especially according to Tony Paul that come to mind – are kind of cheaters. That would be, of course, Alex Cora and A.J. Hinch. Um, you obviously put out your list of who you think is going to be oh, the no. next Tigers <laughs> manager. Do you want to run down that, or do you want to actually, uh, actually weigh in? Do you have it in front of you? i got to remember. Oh, yeah, I remember who I wanted. Number one, this is my manager list based solely on my feelings about stuff, not about analysis or or qualifications. Number one would be Brian Pena, who I love. Oh, I, I think everyone who's listening to the show knows that you love him, and for two very pointy, specific reasons. It's nerds all the time. <laughs> all the time of the nerds. He was scheduled to be the manager of the West Michigan Whitecaps this season, which didn't happen. He managed his, what is it, Gulf Coast League team to a championship last season or two seasons ago. And it looked like he had a riot doing that. He seems like a fun guy. And that's really what I want in baseball is fun. Um, Number two, who did I have? Uh, Marcus Temps. Yeah. Marcus Temps has been serious bantied about. And I think he would be really good. You guys have some country strength in your coaching box. (laughs) Coach. Um, Third, I had what? Um, oh, Donnie, Don Kelly. Don Kelly is going to get a lot of energy as a potential Tigers. Yeah, you heard, you heard it here on on this week on this show last week. I told you I thought he was yeah, going to be the next fair. choice. Uh, four, I think I had Curtis Granderson. Seems fair. I think there's a chance that he gets a lot of heat in this process too. He is Curtis Granderson can do whatever he wants the world is belongs to curtis granderson if you want if he has any interest in detroit or in in a lot of other places he can kind of name what he wants and somebody would pick him up to have him announce or manage or coach he he's a commodity hot commodity and it's not completely out of the ordinary he's he's going to be doing some some broadcasting during the world series it's not completely out of the norm at this point He's going to be with or Ernie Johnson, I think, in the in the TBS Ooh, uh, studio. That's going to be good. Not the booth, but the studio. Yeah, I mean that's a, that's kind of a soft open, yeah. kind of an introduction to the world of broadcasting. That, that's Aaron Boone went from baseball tonight to managing the Yankees. Like, it is you know? a thing that happens now. Yep. And John Gruden went from Monday Night Football to yeah. coaching the, the Raiders. No, obviously well, different circumstances, but. It, I, you may not be old enough to remember this, 
but John Gruden used to be the coach of the Raiders way back in the day. And then he coached the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and won a Super Bowl. I remember him with the Bucs. The, the Raiders is a little before my time. Yeah. Um, and number five on my list was Alex Avila. Can you imagine the father-son combo? I think Alex would actually be a really good manager. He is too. consistent, patient, um, low-key, seems kind of cerebral. And he's a catcher, right? You have to be a catcher to be a manager. That's just the rules. Yeah. That, that, was, my, right, so. that was my um, purely emotional list. Do you have any purely uh, cerebral lists? <sighs> he's kind of a cheater but hinch would be fine i got i'd kind of be into that i mean in a lot of ways we are i don't know that we're in as good a position as the astros were when he took over but in a lot of ways we're in a very similar position he just needs to do for us what he did for them you know you're trying to make sausage you want to know somebody who's seen how the sausage is made i mean you don't maybe do it all the same way but you want to know you want somebody who kind of knows all the secrets and knows what's behind the doors and yeah is there a little bit of stinkiness of that sure would i be down with that yeah kind of yeah I, there's good if we go that route there's going to be a lot of hand wringing and i i get it like he comes with baggage but he's you know he sat out a year with the suspension he's kind of served his time at this point Sure. Somebody's going to give him a chance. We might as well be the ones to do it because he's a winner. I don't know. I I try to usually come down on the, on the sense of the, the moral superiority, but I have a hard time getting too worked up about this one. Ethics, schmethics. Let's, let's do it. Yeah. I, yeah. So I'm, I'm going with, with AJ. I feel like he's kind of the – if you take – if you just look at it from a baseball perspective, he's – clearly the guy it's just when you factor in the the rest of it that yeah you know we'll see there is one more name we need to talk about and is it Marcus is Sims? and it is a name and that is stubby clap isn't that the name of this guy i he it, that is a person i don't Do you know anything about, about this stubby clap guy yeah he was he was a big leaguer wasn't he like an outfielder or something like that i had never heard the name stubby clap in my life and now people are like yeah he's from windsor and he should be the next tigers manager i i the next thing i learn about him besides his name will well and he's from windsor the third thing i know about him will be the next thing i know about him will be the third thing i know about him stubby clap Oh, we, we should go back. Uh, Marcus Timms, you mentioned that he would be a good choice. What do you know about him other than country strong? I mean, let's be honest. What more, like, what more do you need to know? I mean, he's he's been quite good in, in New York, but he yeah. also has guys like Judge and Stanton to have hit the ball. Why do you think way. those guys hit it so far? Because they've learned country strength. Don't you want our team to have country strength? I mean, in an ideal world. We would have more. Then you strength. need Marcus Tenth. Like, look at what he's done to teach good hitting in New York, right? And the That's other one is is legendary Lloyd. I know we have a bunch of questions about this. Um, we'll get to that later. Okay. All right. Let's move on to some actual baseball. We're 24 minutes in, and we haven't talked about any players yet, other than Garrett Crochet from the White Sox. Let's start with Isaac Pere Isaac Paredes. Edit that out, obviously. 
587 OPS over the last two two weeks, five for 16 with a double since the last time you and I spoke. Starting to see some some real tangible progress from Isak. Yeah, he he's been on a little bit of a hitting streak. Not with a lot of he's just been like one hit per game for like five five or six games in a row. We kind of predicted this though that he'd come around. He his plate discipline and plate plate approach is so good. You don't see him going on like long hitless or long not on base streaks for sure. I could see him going a couple games without a hit, but then he's gonna get a walk or two a game or something like that. He he he's just got a a savvy mindset, shall we say? Yeah. When he you know he came up with that Johnny Peralta comparison and on the surface, I I thought it was kind of lazy because you know they're both bigger bodied middle infielders, but there's actually a lot there. Like they they both are just as steady as it gets. Um, yeah, I'm I'm a a big big fan of Isak. If he ever gets to be Johnny Peralta, that is a huge win, huge win. What do you think? People the forget how like? good Johnny Peralta was. Yeah, they they really do, and not just for us. Like I feel like he had kind of a lull in the middle of his career where he was kind of meh. But when he was with the Indians originally, he was really really good. Mm-hmm. Kind of went through a dip, and then back with then us, he was up, yeah. one of the better shortstops in baseball. Yeah, so good. Yeah, pe- people forget about that. Okay, so what do you see uh, Isak's role looking like in twenty twenty one with Jamer potentially coming back to third? Why do you? Why are you saying uh, Candelario go back to third? Because he's not very good at first. <laughs> he's getting better. I'd leave. I'd Admittedly, leave, he is getting better, but I'd it was Jamer a very there. low bar. No, I'd leave Jamer there. All right. And then All right, let's move. Isak at third. I was thinking. I mean that that clears it up. Let's move on do think, to. Do you think Isak's played any first? I would doubt it. I mean, you don't see too many guys transitioning from shortstop to first base. Well, shortstop to third to first. I mean, yeah, I, I, I would play Jamer at first and he's not going to, I said that right. I mean, he's just keeping the spot warm for Torkelson anyway. So what's, what's it matter? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I have Tarek Skubal down to talk about, um, but we're running a little bit long. Tarek has been pitching well lately. I'm sure we'll get into him in depth far more in the coming years good good breakdown is is that fair um and lastly uh go from that hopefully future ace one of the past old friend justin verlander finally succumbed to tommy john is likely done with the astros at this point there's been a pretty tangible groundswell online at least Mm. to bring him back would you be in favor of that everybody is is imagining this right tommy john he concludes with the with the uh, Astros, and he would come back and play the role of Kenny Rogers to an emerging Tigers team. Wouldn't that be romantic? It would be. It would be incredibly full circle. It would be amazing. Now there are twenty nine other teams that would probably also be interested in the services of Justin Verlander, which is amazing because he will time. be thirty nine. And coming off of Tommy John, and everyone is still going to be lined up to get him. He is a Hall of Famer, and rightly so will they be interested in him. 
he manages to put things together even when it looks like he's showing signs, but then he comes right back and just dominates. I would not be surprised if he comes back from Tommy John's and has success again. How much success? I don't know. But just his, the repeatability of his mechanics, his, his physicality, his body structure would all lend itself to be him being able to recover and fall back into a routine for success. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it's, it's selfish as a fan, but I would, I would love to see him come back and like you say, uh, hope to usher in that next era of, of Tiger's success. Yeah. Uh, Cabrera will still be around. <laughs> Go back together. Am I, am I counting on it? No. Do I hope it happens? Yeah, sure. Yeah, of course. All right, Eric, let's move on to your power rankings. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns, but a deep voice doesn't sell B2B and advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jordan, let me tell you. I, these days, sometimes feel tired. Tired. I'm tired of, of people bickering, people of, tired of people disagreeing. And it, it's, it's just fatiguing sometimes. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. So I have for you things that are universally beloved, things everybody likes. So I have for you top seven and bottom three things that everybody can agree on, everybody likes. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. I'm, I'm actually real curious to see how you handle the bottom three in this one. Well, we need Some to mental gymnastics. Work with me, people, okay? I've done a lot of these, and we. this is what we're going to do. You don't have a choice. This is where we're going. All right. Number seven is art. Everybody loves art. Art's beautiful, right? You go down the street, you see some, you know, sculpture or painting. It's a, it's a work of art. The problem here is still not everyone agrees on like what kind of art is good. Some people like modern art. Some people like Renaissance painting. Some people, you know, like abstract or whatever. You know, it's all beautiful, but art. But in other ways, is, is any of it really beautiful? You're such a... 
this is the things everybody likes is art. You can't go wrong. I would say roughly 69% of the world likes art. I think there's a healthy portion of the world that could take or leave art. Fine. All right. Moving up to number six. Babies. Babies are cute and innocent and cuddly. Their, their skin is soft and they're just pure as floating on a cloud. Babies. The problem is, you know, they're number six because... Babies are not particularly easy. They're actually a lot of work. That's, that's but, what I've heard. But they're, they're so precious. Every, you look at pictures of babies, they're chunky and cuddly. Everybody loves babies. All right. All right. Whatever you say, boss. <laughs> Number five is plants. Everybody likes plants. Plants are beautiful. They give you wood. They give you flowers, like vegetables and stuff. That's a lot of good stuff from plants. That is a lot of good stuff. Who's saying no? I don't want more plants. Everybody likes plants. Now, Tommies, maybe I don't. I don't know. Yeah, that's right. Now, plants are a little needy. I mean, they need water, and and care, and they can make you sneeze. So that's that's why they're. <laughs> that is true. Good point. Uh, number four on things everybody likes is sports. Sports make people happy. Everybody likes sports. They give so much. And even like mild fans, people who don't really get into sports, we still have like the Olympics. Everybody loves that's the true. Olympics. There's a little something for everybody in it. Yeah, yeah. that's a good S point. Sports are good. Everybody loves sports, except if you are a Lions fan. Then sports <laughs> are kind of bad, but mostly good. All right. Oh, no, if you're a Lions fan, you also have the Tigers to get excited about. Just a good life they live. Hey, the Tigers have a lot more wins than the Lions. Maybe cheating a little bit, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, number three of things that are universally loved is your bed. Mm. Everybody loves their bed. It's cozy. Best thing you've listed so far. Well, th that's right, because we're going up in order. Have you not oh. been? Have you not heard any of these power rankings before? Okay, that's true. That's a good point. <laughs> your bed is just cozy and, and nice it's a place of rest or, or sometimes action yeah <laughs> it's a good good thing a bed now you need to like keep your sheets nice wash them and you know they, they can get a little tangly but a bed is everybody wants to stay in bed people aren't like oh i want to go some no you want to stay in bed because it's awesome real talk when's the last time you changed your sheets um maybe two weeks ago oh wow i i genuinely don't know if we've changed our sheets since we've moved so that doesn't <laughs> bode real well for us well i am married so i get a little help with that one yeah. nudge okay number two is music it's music salt calms the savage beast yeah everyone loves some kind of music like there's all there's music for all tastes. If you're boring, there's boring music. If you're, if you're interesting, there's interesting music. Everybody loves music, right? I Except you don't really like music, yeah. I like podcasts. That's bad. But I feel like in you a don't lot dislike of ways, you music, do you? Yeah, I just there's there are select songs that i wouldn't turn off if given the option other than that i would prefer silence most of the time 
man. You, you, I, I know this is a me this. thing. I, I'm, I'm not pretending that that's normal. I'm, I'm well aware, but yeah. Do you, like when you're in a grocery store like Martin's, uh, do you... <laughs> Do you sing along or hum along with the with the music on with a loudspeaker? No, and I know very few songs, so very infrequently does that even come into play. I do this all the time. If there's I a little a little ditty have, playing, yeah, I'd be I, shocked if you didn't. Yeah, that, that's my style. Okay, number one best thing that's universally loved. You got a guess? Puppies. No. It's food. food. Oh, okay. Yeah, definitely should have been food. It's food is necessary for life. It's it's delicious, and food brings people together, it gives you pleasure, and it gives you social interaction. It's it's food. Um, bottom three, third from the worst thing that's universally loved is free stuff. Now, you think everybody likes to get something free, right? But let me tell you, sometimes getting free stuff is a hassle. There's always some kind of catch. And you feel like some guilt or responsibility to like make it even, even when you're getting something free. So that's why it's bad. And in my experience, there's usually a reason why something yeah, is free. There's a catch. Yeah, for sure. You know, you're picking some somebody's discarded whatever. Yeah, it's good until you got to deal with it get rid of it yeah or it isn't good and it just sucks right. yeah uh second from the worst thing is sunshine now you're thinking eric everybody loves sunshine they're writing songs about it it's the basis for all life on this planet but sunshine is hot and gives you sunburn <laughs> and i find it makes you kind of sweaty I, I want a nice mix i want some clouds occasional sun but i want kind of some clouds too i kind of agree with that right. i don't i don't think you're completely off on that all right the number one worst thing that is universally loved what is it i don't know i'm, I'm anxiously waiting for this one it is pets pets <laughs> i am not a pet guy but i don't get it pets to me yes okay they're cute but they're like the most overrated universally loved thing they're expensive you got to feed them you got to bring them to the veterinarian they poop all over and you know what ultimately your pet's going to cause you pain because they're going to die before you do because they're animals you wrap up all your emotional investment in your pet and they they leave you they they grow now you got to clean up their hair Sure, they give you unconditional love, but what what kind of love is this? Is I um I'm so confused with people who are pet people. Uh, this will give this podcast more ornery comments than anything else I've ever said. But I just I don't get pets. And then people are like, "Oh, they want to give you kisses." And this dog is like coming up to me and slobbering on me. Like I don't want your dog's saliva on my hands this is not kisses what kind of people have you been kissing to make you think these are kisses the dog loves you get it off me i don't want it saliva on me it's the most overrated thing pets that's power rankings who hurt you that's all i have to say to that who hurt you is this a turkey thing 
Are you projecting onto <laughs> other animals, animals your disdain for turkeys? Oh, I hate turkeys. I'm sure, you know, your pet is an exception because everybody's pet that they have is is precious and they're princess. We give them a, you know, we give them people for their, yeah, okay. Your pet is an exception and is fine and it doesn't shed and doesn't crap all over. Everybody else's pets, other, everybody else's pets. I feel better now. Thank you. <laughs> you feel better and everyone listening now feels worse. Oh, yeah. People are so angry right now. All right. Nothing on the side of the road. Honestly, it's been a fairly quiet couple weeks on the side of the road. It's been pretty much just sidewalk, um, yeah. which, you know, Indiana. for it being sidewalk, I guess, isn't the worst thing in the world. The one thing about the sidewalk, though. Um, so do you guys ever go to the beach and look for rocks? Uh, no. <laughs> Wit is like real Petoskey big in, stones or yeah yeah exactly Wit, Wit's real big in so like whenever we go to the beach anywhere in Lake Michigan she's always looking for stone or for rocks okay. uh, and one of the things that she loves is beach glass which is yeah. glass mm -hmm. that yep. gets tossed in the sea glass and, yeah. yeah sea glass um, and so anytime that we've been up in Traverse City and you know we're always looking for for these this beach glass um so then anytime, like in the following couple days that I'll see bits of like actual glass, like bottles on the side of the road, I'm like, oh, there's, wait, no, that's just, that's just it's regular just glass. just glass, yeah. That is just trash street, street on glass. the side of the road. Um, but I do have a few adventures in Indiana. Yeah. Um, so we have, we have a Marco's pizza here, which if you mm -hmm. haven't tried yep. it, is, is about the best pizza out there. Anyway, I was waiting in line behind a guy the other day who was picking up his anchovies and onion Ooh, pizza yeah. at Marco's. I was about ready to throw him out. That's Ohio behavior. Some some savory mixture right there. Uh, don't judge. Let people like things, all. Like, mm, like that's not really my style. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is this weekend we are moving to stage five in uh, COVID, Ooh, uh, COVID I did. recovery I did in Indiana that. because apparently it, it just isn't a thing here. It's fine. Wink, wink. Everybody's not, healthy. Not. That's I don't think that that is accurate but you know if the governor says so then then obviously it, it is true you know leaders leaders are ever all our leaders are good right <laughs> if exactly. that why how would they be leaders if they weren't good at good at it all our all our leaders are good logic hello this is eric's mom and you're listening to the podcast Yanos. yeah all right let's move on to twitter questions twitter questions did I? Oh no, oh no! Here they are. I got. I had to find the right tab. I'm also like twenty tab open guy, so got to <laughs> find the right tab. Okay, we're gonna do this in the proper chronological order since I screwed it up last time. Ottawa, Detroit, Ot Det asks, if you could work for the Tigers organization in some capacity, what would you like to do? Scout, advertising, hot dog vendor, ignoring the salary, because. We don't want to be selfish. That, that's the question. I mean, if if we're getting right down to it, a left-handed relief pitcher probably. Okay. Yep. Um, but outside of that, um, I don't know. I, I feel like there's almost no job in the front office that wouldn't have its appeal. Um, I, I'd like to, I you know, I feel like my uh, talents would lend itself more towards the scouting side, specifically pitching because I don't know anything about hitting. Um, but yeah, e either of those. Okay. Um, I thought about this a little bit. I, I don't, I wouldn't want a job that's like too stressful. 
are too hard. Like, I don't think I'd, we joked about it in the intro. I don't think I'd want to be the manager or the GM or something like that. I want to be like the, maybe I could be like the press media relations guy. That seems like I a good you're job. doing that well. Yeah. You know, you have to um, deal with some sensitive topics every once in a while, but otherwise you could just like, see the players sometimes hang out with the press guys sometimes sometimes it's management and try to make a way sort things out maybe maybe in a, i could be the assistant press guy that would be good assistant to the traveling secretary exactly uh next twitter question is this uh, leland's long asks my hunch was correct that Gardy would not manage next year Okay, got it. Mostly sounds uh, like he just wants to toot his own horn. Yeah, good job, Mr. Long. <laughs> Question now. Probably not even his real name. I bet he's not even a pulmonary system at all. <laughs> not a long. Question now is will the Tigers have the balls to hire A.J. Hinch? That's actually a really good question. We discussed who they should hire. We didn't discuss who they will hire. Yeah. Um, if you're you're a betting guy now, you have a betting podcast. What are the odds? I don't know what the odds are. Would uh, they would somebody offer odds on that? Like, oh yeah, absolutely, definitely. Really? Yeah. Oh, for sure. You can get odds on anything. There, there's there's <laughs> deviants out there. You know that. Oh, for sure. But um, as far as will they? Are we in a spend money mode yet? Even when it comes to managers, because AJ's not going to come cheap. There are some of these other guys you know, Marcus Timms, Don Kelly, that could conceivably yeah. come cheap. And Where they, are yeah. we at? Well, they don't count against the salary cap. That's true. The luxury they tax, count against I mean, what a Chris is, yeah. is, is paying. Um, I, I I feel like I would be surprised if they had the, the cojones to, to pay up. I do, too. I think it's going to be somebody cheap. Um, spooky Nick Holla. Nicola underscore 23 <laughs> asks like Phil Coke for pitching coach question mark. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> yeah. that'd be awesome. The glee in your eyes as you answer <laughs> that awesome. question. That makes my night. That would be so good. Or, or bullpen coach. That would be sweet too. No, don't like make them work too hard. Just put them down there. Let them hang out with the bullpen guys, energize them and toss out, you know, just a wacky bit of helpful advice every once in a while. Yeah, he would have those guys drinking so much Red Bull. Oh yeah. No, I, I take that back. There. Phil is for sure a monster guy. He uh, he doesn't drink the sophisticated stuff. He goes right baby. for monster. Yeah, yeah. Phil, Phil's such a gamer. I still love Phil. <laughs> uh, Evan at Evan nineteen ninety five zero asks, "What's your favorite color?" Red. Uh. Okay, I I prefer orange is my favorite color. Hmm. Yeah, is that tigers related or is that yeah just for a... sure? It, well, I'm colorblind and orange is like one I can kind of see pretty well. Oh, so gotcha. I like orange. That um, I we we demanded good questions this week because of your fancy graphic, and Evan Evan kind of mailed it in with a color question. That's all right, Evan. He still he we, still snuck it through. We, it. we answered yeah, it. We, we answered it. You know. We're not, we're not doing any quality. We have no quality control coach here. Um, Nicholas Wisniewski, Nick Wisniewski, and at N Wisniewski asks, 
Where does Gardy rank in your favorite Tiger managers of your lifetime? He, I don't know. I don't. He's behind Leland. Definitely behind Leland's number one, right? Uh, Sparky, yeah. Well, Sparky was in my lifetime, but I was young, so uh, for me, it was Leland. Then maybe Gardy. I mean, who else? Uh, Trammell's um, the only other. Trammell. Trammell and Phil Garner. I mean, Trammell has appeal as a player, but as a manager, those were some some lean lean times. So yeah, maybe maybe number two. Yeah, he, more ejections than any of the other guys. That's yeah. something. He, I, lo- I love when managers get ejected. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, also, Osmus managed better teams and had more success, but more was demand was was called upon of Osmus. Yeah, we didn't even mention him, did we? Just assumed that he's not at the top of this list. <laughs> Sorry, Brad. Someday we'll have a long conversation about Brad. If we knew what Brad Osmus was going in, I think we would have been fine with what he gave us. But we thought he was going to be this analytical uh, new age Dartmouth. guy that's going to take us Dartmouth, yeah. into the ne- next era, and that he was not. He was an old-school baseball guy yep. in a young surfer body dude. Like right. His main his main achievement was being handsome. Yeah. yeah and that's nothing to sneeze finding at. finding a way a to job. get swept by the Orioles that, series, oh. that season when we had those big five. Stacked. Which okay. that is a that is an accomplishment. Anyway, carry on. Brett Timmer, B Timmer thirty four asks, how mad will we be if Lloyd gets hired as manager? I'll be a little mad. Yeah, I I won't be happy about that. That's for sure. That that was the first thing that my dad texted me when we we saw the Garden Hire movie. He's like, it can't be Lloyd, can it? Like, I mean, it can be. But did you see some of the quotes from Lloyd following like the second game he managed? He brought Cisnero in in like the fourth inning, which he which was kind of a important arm at that early stage of the game. And he was asked about this afterwards. And he's like, you know, uh, you know, the old school managers maybe wouldn't have done this, but, you know, kind of with the new thinking there's some some wisdom and you know cutting off a rally with an important pitcher that's the essence of his comments and i thought okay interesting maybe if he maybe he's either trying or trying to look like he's embracing some more progressive thinking yeah i don't disagree at all with what he said but as I always say, if you have to say that you're right. progressive and new forward thinking, there's a pretty good chance that you are not. Right. He just seems like he seems like he's been around the organization forever. And I just I'm not feeling Lloyd. Sorry, Lloyd. Correct. Uh, Mike Litzner at Litzner asks Daniel Norris, closer of the future. And then he provides some statistics, some favorable statistics for Norris over the last 15 games. How about that? Daniel Norris is a closer. You like that idea? I don't hate the idea, but I do think that that's limiting his value. I would rather see him as, you remember when Josh Hader was, before he was a closer and he was kind of a, a fire guy that take you through two or three innings. I don't know. I, I Like uh, Miller? Um, yeah, exactly. Andrew Miller? And I don't. Don't get me wrong. I don't think Daniel Norris is on either of those two guys' levels. But I think the the value in those traditional 
starters and closers is greatly overblown. Having a guy that can give you four good innings, that is just as valuable if you're using him correctly. I don't know that you have to pigeonhole him as a starter, as a middle reliever, as a closer. I think you can use him creatively, and he will be fine. Have we established for certain the fact that Daniel Norris just has trouble pitching five, six innings? Like I Yeah, I think we have enough sample size to say that. And that's fine. That is like, fine. I'm okay with that. He's good up to three innings, and then that's it. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. That is fine. Uh, David Bratz, who is not a Bratz doll, I don't think, uh, at Detroit fan in DFW, asks, Hey, guys, if the future Tiger infield is Paredes, Castro, Jamer, and Torque, what position will each one play? All four at third base? Yeah. <laughs> Well, here's what here's what it's going to be. We have the right first baseman, the right third baseman, the right center third baseman, the left center third baseman, and the left third baseman. Now, as long as we don't go up against any left-handed batters, we will be completely fine. How do you position these guys? I mean, it's very simple. You put Torque at first, Paredes yes. at second, Willie at short, and yes. Jamer at third. Well, you just figured it all out. You're just a solutions-oriented worker. You should put that on your resume. That's good. Yeah, I do what awesome. I can. Um, the quiet one at David Cook 1959 asks, what will the first words out of your mouths after you hear the new manager is legendary Lloyd? <laughs> got, got a lot of these Lloyd questions. Uh, People aren't feeling Lloyd. Uh, yeah, it would be, oh, crap. I don't know. I mean, it, it wouldn't be something pleasant. You don't want them any double headers because you can't spell Lloyd without two L's. <laughs> I'm not feeling Lloyd at all. No. I don't know what else to say about Lloyd. Bad. Um, Emerson Biggins at Tim in the North. Okay, Tim in the North, you just changed your username. Oh, I can see it's you yet. Nice try. Uh, this question is for Jordan. <laughs> Do you foresee yourself ever finding your way back to Northern Michigan to live after you've sown your wild oats in Indiana? <laughs> Do you plan on becoming Amish, even if it's only temporary? And then he refers this to this as a reverse room springer. <laughs> How are you feeling about this? First of all, I love the idea. It's it's a very it's a very intriguing concept. Um, I'd Northern be Amish Mich for like the next six months. That'd be awesome. Yeah, although those six months would be winter. I, th I feel like you could have planned that better. Yeah, true. Um, I, I don't necessarily ever see us back in northern Michigan. It's just so isolated up there. Um, I, I Grand Rapids, I think, is, is a far more likely destination if we were to move again. Um, but I don't know. Hard to say. At, right now, we're pretty happy in South Bend. Um, and as far as Amish go, uh, I mean, I, I'll never say never, I suppose. Yeah. It's like in um, Book of Mormon, the musical, he goes, would you like to change religions? I always think that's funny. Like, maybe you could. Maybe, yeah. yeah be you. I, I do enjoy the idea of, of a simple life, but, I mean, I could not live without my phone or showers or any of that kind of stuff. So those are kind of all important things that 
you would probably need to give up if you became Amish. Yeah. Yeah. So, so likely not, but I'm not going to say no for sure. Got it. Oh no, I clicked a button. Where am I? Uh, okay. Here. No, we're okay. Okay. I don't, I don't Man, know what I'm doing. Professional broadcasting oh. right there. John Fine says, I only do substandard questions, so I'm out this week. We asked for above average questions, so John can't handle it. Oh, I think it just flipped this page around. Oh, huh. uh, what 2020 free agent? Oh, David Fleiss, Fleiss asks, what, what 2020 free agents do you want the Tigers to pick up? Fringe players such as Crone, Romine, and Scope? I don't, they're not fringe players. They're like big league players. Like we'll take that. Like, I don't know. Yeah, what do you maybe think? we can do some research into this for next week's show. Some, some guys that will, that will want to target yeah. the, the free agent class isn't great. Um, but I mean, in an ideal world, we'd sign someone better than fringe. I don't know that I see that happening, but you know, yeah, we'll, we'll look into this for next week. Yeah. I mean, there, there are some theories about, signing these like two to three war player guys I, I find fascinating but maybe um so robert baker is asking us to list some tigers related people do we want to okay. do this uh we can save it for next week we're running maybe here a bit long okay yeah let's, uh, we're running fairly long let's let's save it for next we'll get week. you next week robert um I think that's it. I think we did all the questions. Wow. Good job. Yeah. You, I think you're, I, I tried you're learning was, to read real well. It was the, it was the graphic. It was the quality of the graphic that inspired me to read to the best of my ability. I'm making so many graphics these days, graphics on graphics on graphics. What a stud. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can on Twitter. I am at Jordan hall. 23 Eric is at, Eric Wayne's brain and the show is at Podcastianos. Um, it's been a fun show. Uh, enjoy these last couple days of Tigers baseball. Um, we will either see you guys next week or possibly the following week. Um, maybe we can do a season wrap up show. Yeah. Give give it a little bit of time to to marinate before we pick at the bones of the carcass <laughs> that was the 2020 Detroit Tigers baseball season. Wow. <laughs> We eat the carrion that was the 2020 Tigers. <laughs> Gosh. So yeah, let, let's plan on that. If you're list, if you've made it this far, you deserve a show next week. But you're not going to get one. We will put one out for you the following week, and then it'll be the postseason. And clearly, we are not invited. So, you know what? We will produce a podcast whenever we feel like it, and then you will listen to it when we when we put it out. But maybe we'll maybe this off season we'll just have some guests or do some silliness or just you know what we're going to do exactly what we want to do and that's what you're going to get anything else to say any other insults to hurl at the listeners before we get out yeah your questions were yeah they're all right they're all right there, there were not, a lot of them though they, so they didn't live up to the quality of the graphic obviously but they're they're good good job listeners we love you <laughs> All right. With that being said, we will catch you guys next week and eat them up, Tigers. Eat them up. Goodbye. <laughs>